What's up, guys, and welcome back uh, to another episode of the Black Entourage Podcast. Uh, I am Sean. <laughs> this week, I am with Jamal and Amir, the usual suspects. And uh, before we take a deep dive into the things that happened over the week, uh, we definitely wanted to show some love for uh, young Dolph and his family for uh, the tragic murder that, of him that happened a couple of days ago in his hometown of Memphis. Uh, a lot of fans, his music was good, and a lot of people, he had a lot of supporters. So it was really tragic to see that happen in his hometown. Uh, but I'm going to pass this over to Amir. He's an even bigger Young Dolph fan than I am, and I just want to let him hold the floor and say what he wants to say. Yeah, so pretty much, you know, rest in peace, Dolph. He has been a motivating figure in a lot of people's lives. The music that he makes uh, has changed a lot of people's perspective about what it takes to make money. He talks about real estate. Uh, he had a lot of different real estate investments and a lot of different other investments that he puts inside of his music. So if you listen and catch him, you know, he can put you on. So it's unfortunate that it happened in his hometown, yeah. but it's a lesson to be learned. And I really want artists to start learning this lesson. Like, it's cool to be the man in the street, but the there's hood always going to be man. haters, bro. There's going to be people who, in their head, the next time they see you, is on site. And then he loved that cookie spot, he supported that cookie spot, and he got killed at that cookie spot. And niggas knew he was going to be there. So, long story short, I don't want to, you know, make this a jury-ass mm -hmm. podcast, but be safe out here, bro. If you make it out the hood, unfortunately, just get out. Stay out. If you want to do something for the hood, designate that do shit. Do it from afar. Designate people to take on that challenge, but you don't go back. Yeah. And that's the only thing I want to say. Long story short, the hood don't love you. No matter who you are, everyone's hungry in the hood. And they have kids. It's a kiss for some of them. safe. It's different energy, right? That's Memphis and New York. So I don't know the street rules in Memphis, oh, but the well, mechanic. You know, West Coast is different too. Yeah, so obviously, so just for you saying that, East, South, West, all different street codes. So the. Uh, Keep your head on a swivel no matter who you are. If you got it, people are looking at you. So mm -hmm. uh, be safe. If you got it, maybe, like Amir said, it's best to not stay in your, in your hood. So Hire somebody. all leaders delegate. So delegate that so it's not on you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, rest in peace, young Dolph. Uh, mm -hmm. Sending uh, healing love to his family, his beautiful wife, his kids. He has, what, two kids or something like that? Yeah, right. Kids. So, I mean, that's a toughie. I remember her post was saying, like, how can she explain that to her kids? Mm -hmm. That her, that their dad aren't coming home. And I couldn't have think of that conversation to have for anybody. Hell, hell no. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, rest it's in peace, thing. man. He's rest smart. He bought a house. A foreclosure for all his children every yeah, year. Yeah, I see that his report birthdays, as well. On their birthday, like they already got hella houses and yeah. their babies. Hopefully that's true. Uh, but you know how some articles kind of exaggerate things yeah, during yeah, their yeah. passing. So yeah, that's why I didn't want to bring it up. But he did seem like a very smart, intelligent man when it came to his business. So yeah. I'm not gonna doubt that he didn't have that prepared for his kids. But I didn't want to bring it up because people exaggerate. Unfortunately, after the time of passing. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, Young Dolph, and uh, where do you guys want to jump in from there? What was that next year we were going to talk about? Um, Kanye and Drake. Kanye and Drake. Go ahead, roll with it. Since they ended their beef, uh, uh, after Kanye West had like his whole Drink Champs appearance, uh, the next big thing we saw that he was actually out in Canada uh, at Drake's house with uh, Jay Prince and Drake to officially quote-unquote end their beef. 
Uh, and that came after that video where Kanye was sitting next to Jay Prince uh-huh. while standing next to him and reading that message awkwardly yeah. off of his phone. Uh, so it seems like the beef is over. Uh, what do you guys have to say about that? Are you excited? Do you think it might be some Kanye Drake music coming in the future, or um, or is this all for show, or is this just Jay Prince being Jay Prince? I saw Prince? an article that said um, there's a secret album. They're working on a secret album, but there's no proof of that, so I don't truly believe that. But what they did say they're going to do is have a um, a joint show for Jay Hoover Jr. Right? Yeah, Jay Hoover Jr. They're going to do a show. I forgot where where it's going to be, but it's a joint show with them. They said, you know, this is what happens when people can get over their egos and just um, give back to a bigger cause. So that's great. Um, one person I think is like Pusha T. Like, cause Kanye wasn't really saying nothing to Drake. Yeah. But Pusha T was the one going in. And yeah. Now, now it's, it's yeah. over between Kanye and good music and Drake, or is it just Drake and. All this shit should be personal. Like, the, uh, just because Kanye and Drake squash beef doesn't mean Push got squash beef. But yep. in, in but, my personal opinion, but yeah. Drake never went at Pusha T for real, except for that wife line. It's always like his beef, even though it was a Pusha T diss, mm-hmm. like two verses. Maybe he has like three bars for fucking Pusha T, and then the rest of the song is for Kanye. Yeah. So. It puts Pusha T in a weird place. This is my problem with um, the industry. The older I get, the more I start thinking that a lot of these situations that happen in the industry is kind of like a farce, if that makes any sense. Because the older I get, the more I realize that the people who are in the mom light, they understand how to manipulate reality, and the realities of people who aren't in that same light. So there's been a lot of beefs that people's been in that squash or it was supposed to beef. So in, in my head, when people are like, you know, quick to squash beef and Drake's been in a lot of beefs, like the Tory Lane, Drake shit squash. Yeah. Uh, and, and every single beef, the masses are talking about it, which generates a conversation, which makes people focus on them. So I know that Kanye's a marketing genius and I know that Drake's a marketing genius. So did they even really have beef? Like, and, and that's my huge, my biggest problem right now in 2021. What's real and what's fake? Because these niggas were talking so much shit and now it's just squashed. Is yeah. it for the culture? Is it because it wasn't real in the first place? Is it because they really squashed it? I really don't know. Because I know, I mean, it's, it's just marketing and advertising at the end of the day. And like, even Rick Ross was saying something in his book about how Kanye started mentioning shit and then Drake texted him and was like, it's game time. And, and it's because they knew that because Kanye started talking, a lot of buzz was going to start happening mm-hmm. for them to release their project. So I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake. But regardless, society shouldn't see two of the greatest people to do it beefing. So whatever it is, whether it's real or fake, I'm glad that whatever it is is squashed so that people can talk about something else, bro. Yeah, I mean, I kind of uh, agree with you, Amir, that... Because it's entertainment, right? So for entertainment, you got to put on a show. These guys are probably having daily conversations. Like, all right, let's still just keep the heat going. Right? Like, all types of like, shit. But, oh, your album's about to drop? Send me over. Let me see what I can do for... You, you never know. Maybe right. I didn't look on the track listing for producers or anything for a certified level boy. But I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm, not I mean, I'm not saying the whole thing, but you probably did a song or two. I don't think so. 
So. We don't know, but I'm, I, I wouldn't be. Right now. But could. even if he didn't, right? It's, it's just all a, it's, it's the all show. Perspective. It's just like we they know how deep we get into this shit, so they know that once an album drops, we're looking at who's on the songs, who's producing this, and and they're going to cover their tracks because they do it better yeah. than society. That's yeah. why they're at the top. So a lot of the beef, like there's certain beef, like if there's scratches and bruises, I'm not going to name any artists or anything, but if motherfuckers getting beat up or shot or killed, that shit's real, right? Yeah. But I don't know how real. I feel like, I feel like it was real, but it was literally like, no one got shot over this it's shit. Entertainment. No one got killed it's over it. It was an like entertainment beef. beef. No, it wasn't even entertainment. It might have been real beef. Like this nigga leaked that I had a kid before I told the world I had that a kid. That was pushed. But that, but, but that one came from Kanye's information. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye, Drake don't talk to Push. Him and him and Ye have always been cool. Mm-hmm. And then Ye has always kind of shitted on Drake, he feels. Like, at a certain point, it's just going to be bars. Like, it's nothing you can't come from. That's all his beefs. That's all Drake's beefs. All Drake's beef never got violent. Ever. And it's so, all... So all, if, it didn't, if, no, if your friend didn't die from the shit... You didn't lose anything in the trip. The, the, I think can't. the worst thing that came out of that beef with Drake and Kanye uh, was the line from Pusher where he was talking about... Uh, son. No, no, not even his son. His producer was named 40, I think. Yeah. It was like sick and so 40, talking about he shouldn't be, shouldn't be alive or whatever. Yeah. That was probably the most like out well, of line. But, he was, but he's been saying a lot of shit to Kanye. And Kanye said that in the Drink Champ interview. Like... You you say you're four blocks down from my house. Yeah, made it right. And then you and then you <laughs> fucking wonder why I'm having psycho, this and that. Now you're wondering why I'm crazy. It's because this guy is saying that. Yeah, he was saying that a, a bunch of times in that interview. Like you can really tell, like Drake haunts this nigga mm-hmm. in his interview. But why is he hunted by this nigga though? That's my thing. Cause he listens to everything. He listens to everything. He watches everything. So he's just over analytic. And in general. yeah, his mind is just over. You can hear Kanye being super over analytical just off the drink champs. I mean, you can really see his like mind working on some topics. Like maybe I shouldn't say that, but he says it. Cause he doesn't care. Why not? And then he was saying shit that alluded to him smashing Kim. Mm-hmm. He even said that on Drink Times. <laughs> and then I'm talking to her. She's saying no. Like I would just rather know if you fucked her or not. And you're not dancing around the fucking song. Yeah. yeah. So nice though. So that's the thing. I think it was real to a point, but they already have a, uh, a relationship. Like Kanye produced his first fucking music video in the industry. Uh, for his, for his song. Uh, what was it? I'm not funny about it. No, the, um, what was it? Baby, you're my everything, yeah? Yes, yes, yeah. That's that the song. Best I ever had. Best I ever had. The song was amazing, but the video was pretty underwhelming. And that's why. And that's, that's where the real, the quote yeah, unquote beat started. started. Yep. Because then the next song was the one that wasn't mastered yeah. on the album. Yeah. Oh, now the fuck. Yeah. That song wasn't mastered at all. And it, 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 it was like, <laughs> this thing keeps shitting on yeah. me. Type shit. So I, I now remember not we're going down a lot. There was some things that that's, that's piled it's just up. It's like he's poking at, it's poking like he the was bear. poking at Drake the whole time yeah. while Drake's coming up. And then Drake became the biggest artist. It was like, nice. all right, nigga, now it's, Can't now, hold it's the bear anymore. now it's flipped. 
I'm gonna poke you every chance I get. Yeah. But it, but if you could get a guy like Jay Prince to get you and him to sit down, like that's not nothing to be like. Nah, I don't want to fuck with this. No, nah, you listen to Jay Prince. You just, you just. Well, how'd you feel? How you feel? No one died over it. I didn't fuck your wife. This is what it is. Boom. It's over. It's over. I would always it's say easy. I didn't fuck somebody's wife. I would never admit to fucking somebody's wife. Oh, no. Not saying that I'm a wife fucker. <laughs> but if you were. But if I ever fuck somebody's wife, I wouldn't tell them to get hit their face. He's I fucked your wife. He's just a fuck. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate die. big joker. Bah, nigga. In yeah. a way. Yeah, basically. That's a big joke you say that to someone's face. Yeah, so we'll see. Life. I think this will flip though. I think Push is gonna keep on purring pressure and they'll be back beefing them all the time. Yeah. I think men should just keep shit separate. Just because he's good music, if you have beef with Push, have beef with Push. But if you wanna squash your beef with Ye, don't have another nigga cause you to have beef with another nigga. Like I understand loyalty and shit, but there comes a point where everybody has to be adults. We're all grown. Yeah. I'm I'm twenty nine years old. So if I can understand this concept then he's 30 then, plus then year old. Other people should be able to understand plus, that concept. Yeah. Certain shit ain't really that deep. Mm-mm. Trying to save face. I'm sorry. Nah. I think it's just all industry stuff, though. I don't think it's that big. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Drake Kanye West EP. Not for like the end of the year, but maybe sometime early 2022. Oh, that's just gonna be horrible. Just as a way to kind of be like, look, we we squashed it, you know, for the you gotta put the show on at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he's been squashing a lot of beef because it wasn't Jay on his recent album, and mm-hmm. then he said this may be the return of the throne. And now he's I think that's different though that between for between I mean, Jay and Kanye. He's squashing a lot of beef this year. Yeah. No, but Drake has been squashing a lot of beef. He, you're right. Like that's been his whole campaign. Squashing beefs and then making songs together. Get the money. So maybe maybe we will see an EP or something down the line. If that's the ML, then we'll see. I want to be... No, I'm not a fan of that shit. I don't know. I'd rather listen to Jay and Ye versus I listen to a Jay yeah. and Ye. Well, maybe, maybe it's a Drake produced by Kanye. I would listen to that. I don't think maybe, I like that either. Maybe it's like how, you know, how like Kanye did the albums individually for those seven people, right? Yeah, that's going to be bad. Yeah, was it great it for some of those nah, people? Some of those people lost. Exactly. It was but Miles. Taylor, it's Drake. Taylor, Taylor did it. It's Drake. Yeah, that was the best that one. That was the best exactly. one out of all the best right? one. Mm-hmm. Did Saha have one too? No. Uh, Saha didn't have one. And I think he was mad about that. Saha got to Yeah. You got to get off the label. You got to get off good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we don't got to stay in this forever, but yeah, I think it was just entertainment. I think it was more so, I don't know, industry beef doesn't really seem like... Real beef. Yeah, real beef. It real, real like beef. It, it seems super orchestrated. It, 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 it could turn to real beef. It could. Yes. It could. But on the surface, it seems super orchestrated. And I mean, we learned this just over the last couple of weeks with that whole whistleblower with Facebook. These algorithm, algorithms, they push the negative says and what people say yeah, forward so people like if we drama, don't bro. if we don't like this shit and we're saying oh the album's gonna suck oh this wasn't a real beef then it's probably gonna get pushed forward in the algorithm because right. we're not saying oh we love this we're all happy dandy so right. we got be a rapper that comes out with an album that can change humanity as we know it and a rapper that talks about killing robin and fucking bitches and this rapper is going to get way more clout than this rapper. Mm-hmm. That's literally what society is. So at the end of the day, when you look at that and you're an artist and you have a promo coming up, I was I would start some fake beef too. I would hope that it wouldn't get real because we have an agreement. But yeah. anyway, 
Yeah, to sign a sign a contract, we are gonna have. There's probably like contracts for industry beef. Like, look, uh, we're gonna be beefing from 2021 to, to, yeah, to 2024. Exactly. We will amount of bodies zero. No one has to die. In, like, they probably have like I won't say that, but they probably have like written un, like they unwritten rules to this shit. Like, cause all all news is all good news in any Yeah. So who knows? Uh, let's see. Jay-Z's company, Rock Nation, is stepping in to help. Uh, they organized a jobs fair on Thursday at Madison Square Garden with their Reform uh, Alliance uh, to help people find jobs, fix their resumes, and people with criminal records were not disqualified. Any thoughts on that? I think it's great. I think it's great, too. Jay-Z has been cementing himself as a philanthropist and a person who fights social Injustices in the. Uh, I thought you were about to trip up. Social. No, uh, uh, I, I tripped up a little bit. I just had to think a little. I just had to think a little bit. That's all. No, I'm just poking. I'm just poking. Um, but no. Uh, yeah. the bear. <laughs> he has been fighting social injustices, and that's what he's been submitting himself into. So kudos to him. He's one of the black philanthropists that are worth millions, billions of dollars, and him and his wife are literally submitting themselves into a culture where they're trying to change the narrative and actually fix some of the things that is wrong. So I'll always give him his flowers. Um, He's doing a great job. And then I'll also even bring it back to Kanye. Um, Even though we're talking about Jay-Z, he's doing a good job too because he's bringing this more spiritual aspect to it. Um, when it's talking about trying to heal the world and Kim is in, you know, ju- um, what is she doing? Where she's, um, oh, yeah, law reform and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, they're really submitting themselves as minorities that are trying to help the Make a change. So, I applaud him. Keep it up. I can't wait to see what's next. He, what did he say in that song? He was like, uh, that's another B. They still don't know about the other B. So, he has about two to three billion dollars that he's working mm-hmm. with and he's using it to help out. His people, so shout out to this thing, bro. Jamal, um, yeah, I think it's great. Like, um, he's putting his money where his mouth is, right? Using where's this, um, uh, where gonna be? It's probably gonna be in the it was Madison Square Garden. Oh, Madison, that's even better. Nice. So, um, I'm told, man, putting his money where his mouth is. That's what he's done his whole career. Facts. So no matter what he was doing, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just gonna piggyback off you too. This is what Jay Z's kind of end of rap career has kind of been looking like since his last album, been four four four, where he kind of started telling us all about his like investment strategies. Yeah. And ever since then, he's been more open about like, hey, we should be doing this. We should be doing this. Focus on worry about the long term investment. Read the contracts. Do this. Do that. He really, I mean, his album's called The Blueprint, and now twenty plus years later, the blueprint is like coming into the limelight as to what not just us on an individual level, but he's like talking to a lot of entertainers too. Like y'all are blowing y'all monies in the club for all these sparklers. Like, money. Like, <laughs> so it's like he's kind of just been leading the way for the past half of a decade, I would probably say now, just by not just saying things in a song that whenever he releases a new song or album, people's gonna listen. But he's like, look at what I'm doing outside of music and how much more money I'm making outside of music that's helping not just my camp, not just Revolt, not just Rock Nation, not just him, but he's now trying to help as much people as he possibly can with the money he 
he has made over the time. So it, it just really speaks to his character, and it's good to see that type of growth in the industry. I mean, he's been in the game, in the industry for 40 plus years now. So I mean, just to see that growth and what longevity really could look like in the industry. I mean, thanks Jay. Thanks for continually to lead the way and to show the next steps in an industry or in a place where things kind of seem stagnant for our people. So he said, he said, I'm trying to give you niggas a million dollars worth of games for $9.99. Y'all ain't listening, bro. I listen to rap music because a lot of these cheat codes be in their music, bro. But niggas just listening. Y'all gotta listen, listen, listen. You gotta listen, digest, and take that information and make yourself better. Just take it. Retweet the lyric and Replicate then. the formula. The formula <laughs> it's in our the face. All the time. And white people love us, bro. One of my favorite verses from Jada Kiss is hard work always beats talent if hard, hard work. work doesn't work hard. If, dark, if it doesn't work hard. Yeah. So you can have all the talent in the world. You can be, well, if you're not apt, if you're not applying what you learned to be better than what you were the last time, then no matter. You're just educating yourself at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought Two Chain said, "No, you know that." See, that's my problem. Everyone, the nigga Two Chain, hard work beats out. Well, no, no, he said that shit too, but in a different way. <laughs> different way. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Jay for that. Keep moving uh, the culture forward. Um, man, where do we go from there? We got some more pop shit. There's a lot of pop shit. Oh, it's actually not even a lot, but lot. which ones get the recognition from us? Um. Mm. <laughs> okay, so you can do the rock and roller before repeating on niggas. Ooh. It was a man? That's it was a, a chick. woman. Oh. You didn't see the video? <laughs> no, I would I love to see it. I saw that video. I yeah. Would, I, I, was like, I would love to see it. It was, was like, so strong. I was like, it was gross. such a strong float. That's what you really had to see. I'm not going to pee on the stage, but if you swallow this shit. It was so traumatic. I was like, bro, I wonder if he got a check for that shit. He, that's probably. No, he did not get a check for he that. He did this shit for free? She's yeah. definitely like a Hispanic. That's the chick that. Yeah. Let me see. She's, she's Hispanic. Not, she's, not white. she's not white. <laughs> she's not white. She's not white. When I saw her, I was like, damn, this bitch kind of fine. She kind of thick. She got a nice shape on her. Oh, here's a What's her name? Oh, hold on. You definitely. You're going to find Eurista. Her. What a name. Eurista. If you urinate on niggas. Here it is. Oh, God. Oh, gosh, yo. It was so strong. Her flow was so strong. It was so wet. It was just like. <laughs> and then he spit it off in the air. Like, ew, nigga, you drank that shit. It was so strong. Her flow. I'm like. Drink up. She's a sick bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! It's strong, right? That shit is so strong. It's a strong flow, right? She had so much work. <laughs> I saw that shit on my timeline the day after. I was like, and then she shook her ass so the driblets can come down, bruh. Yo, like, she's a nat. And that nigga on the ground was like, I was like, this bitch is a sick fuck. And that was disgusting. And I don't like my bitches that nasty. I like them nasty, but I don't like them that nasty. That's a little too nasty. So so what Amir is reacting off, we just showed him the video of this rock and roll artist named Sophia Eurista. 
who was on stage last weekend at some festival and she said she couldn't make it to the bathroom and she had to pee and she invited a fan to come on stage and she pissed in that person's mouth straight on the face. And he loved so. it too. He was in euphoria. <laughs> he was about like, like, he was having a fucking seizure or something. Like, yeah, got so. to be the biggest fan. I would have to pay that nigga. If she, I hope she gave him a check. No. No, she no, she just invited. She was like, who wants to come up? She invited someone up. But I'm sure they didn't know. I mean, I do not want to get pissed on by anybody. Yeah, by anyone. I don't want her? no golden showers. It's all me. No we should call her Sophia Kelly. Aha! <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I was like, wait, Kelly. Ah! <laughs> you know where I got that from? That fucking uh, academics interview with Brittany uh, Renner. What the niggas was calling her? R. Shelley? R. Shelley. Because <laughs> she was such that young dude. Grooming that young nigga. That oh, is this. That's the funniest shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Her <laughs> <laughs> flow was so strong. And <sighs> it was so strong. It was so traumatic. The first so time I watched it. Someone literally turned the faucet on. Like when I wa- when I first watched it, I was like, "What is that?" And then I was like, "It was just splashing." The lights are bright, so it just you can see oh, every it was you can see every splash that came yeah. off his face. It was like hitting him, it was hitting him hard, and it, and the yeah. he was pissed like flying off his face just to like rebounding. And the nigga that was playing the trumpet was just like, I'm yeah. just gonna back up. Yeah, he was like, I am not getting. I'm not getting on this. I gotta stop playing. I'd be like, yeah, it was like this, this wasn't was in my. It was too much. It was too much. I would not have signed up for that shit. If yeah. she's allowed to do this, we just saw Astro World. Like people should be trying to arrest her or something. Man, shit, it was just a little pee. Yeah, so that's uh, definitely a little grotesque. Uh, grotesque, right? Right. You know, I'm not going to a concert and going on stage to get peed on. I, I guess that's might be just a, a white person thing because he was willing. He was 100%. He, he, he was, had a great time. He was down to get peed on, so. And he probably went home and masturbated and all types of crazy shit. Like, that nigga nasty. We need to find that nigga. So, the, the place that hosted the event actually tweeted out, uh, we had a great time last night. Welcome to Rockville. Sophia got carried away. That's not something the rest of us expected. It's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks for bringing it last night, Daytona. Oh, Daytona. So, Daytona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, it all makes sense. That's where they had that big ass festival. I know people that went to that shit. To, to that one? That, mm-hmm. Wow. It's called and be like, how was that? Brass Against is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but that's a little much. That's a little much. That was a lot of much. That's too much. That's, but I guess, would you consider that like that's a good funny. show? Entertainment? I mean, it was, it was live porn. Like legally, it's like it's not porn though. I call it like it looks like kink, like a live kink. Like this is like soft porn. This was that was hardcore. No, that's hardcore. That was hardcore. Kink to me is hardcore shit. Like okay, if you like to the common, I don't know, but. Honestly, if I saw it, I'd be like, I that's not believe something, it. That's not something you'll see. I'd be like, no, no. Yeah. 
You want to see that shit on HBO? You ain't going to see that shit on Netflix. So like you, that is hardcore porn. The only thing we did not see is her coochie lips. So is that would you to break things That's down? Right, though. this That's was rock. It, this was rock and roll. Right, compared, uh, to, you wouldn't see this at a hip hop show. Hell no. Nah. So so why the difference? Because they're sick people. The most extreme shit is what works in rock and roll, right? From Ozzy Osbourne biting the birds' heads right That's off. Right. You have like they're they're the people that started the mosh pits, right? That's they're not cool. So it's like they're the ones that kind of they're Sounds sh- like extremism. Honestly, to be completely honest, I think that he was in such a state of bliss. Number one, you have to realize he's at the concert, he's a fan. And he's Number two, like the pissed. energy's high. He got invited on stage. And then he got warm piss all over his body. He was probably like in heaven. Get away for him. For him. For him. From Sophia pissing all the crowd members, let's uh quickly jump into some psychedelic news. Uh, Mike Tyson said he quote unquote died from tripping on psychedelic toad venom. And there was a quote from him. Uh, I died during my first trip. Uh, the 55 year old former world champion boxer told the Pulse. Uh, in my trips, I've seen that death is beautiful. Life and death both have to be beautiful, but death has a bad rap. The toad has taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. There's an expiration date. Well, that's common knowledge, but I can I can see that. There's a couple of psychedelics that make you feel dead. I think DMT like mm-hmm. breaks you down to like the, the molecular, the smallest unit of molecular structure that take you back to the beginning of creation mm-hmm. all within a matter of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to do that shit. What, what's the yeah. thing that's getting super popular right now? Look at toads. No, no, the Asha. What's it called? The Asha. Asha. Ashwagandha. No, Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Ayahuasca. It's a glitzy kale. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. So that's the thing that everyone is kind of talking about now, right? The thing that makes you kind of look deep inside your soul. It's DMT. Ashwagandha, you have to mix it with a bark and a root. What is it? Wakanda? Ayahuasca. Oh, okay. I thought it was a Marvel film for a <laughs> No, I no, I really that's one of the things that I know for a fact. Like my my baby mom almost booked me uh, ayahuasca retreat. With a shaman? With a shaman and everything. Like, Is that something that you guys will do? No. Hell yeah. I will do that shit. Hell yeah. I think that's gonna be a future podcast episode. Man, I was, but see, see, it's not even about, it's not even about druggies, bro. Like at the end of the day, how do you hear that? I've done. I have children, bro. You guys can't do that. that. Bro, you have to, you have to realize, I've done plenty of psychedelics. You know, I know my mom watches this, but whatever. Um, I've done psychedelics before, and at the end of the day, it's one of the most beautiful things that I could have done because it's changed my perception of how I perceive reality, right? Mm -hmm. When you take something that alters your reality and it's nothing but love and and everything that you get from it and a learning experience, I understand why it's illegal because, you know, certain people probably shouldn't experience that. But as long as you're doing it safely and responsibly with with a spirit guide that's actually able to help you through the process, Every psychedelic experience that I've ever, ever had has been great. I know people who had bad trips, but that's only because they was around bad people who mm-hmm. made them experience those trips. But once you start seeing an alternate form of reality that brings you closer to light, then you start understanding humanity. So I'm definitely planning on doing that before I die. It's going to be in a great setting, safe, with a shaman who's you know licensed to do this type of stuff. But I don't know about licking the toad. 
It's total Venom. I'm pretty sure that he's on the advanced level because I've been watching his podcast Yo, and is Toad is like Toad is like I'm up like, there. I'm about to be but a shaman myself. But it's the same myself. as Ayahuasca. I, I, Ayahuasca. Ashwagandha is a thing. That's the thing that's been surfacing. It sounds like Wakanda. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> it's called the glizzy pill, bro. Look it up. The glizzy pill? Glizzy pill. A hot dog pill? It's a it's a herb <laughs> that increases it decreases stress in men and it increases blood flow. So it's it's supposedly it's it gives you like It gives you a hot dog? It gives you a couple centimeters, bro. Oh, it gives you a couple centimeters, bro. If you take it on a daily basis. If you're not the one that's actually with the NFT, then you're Did technically kind of losing. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to give you this 0.3 in Ethereum, which was like the lowest for the elephant that they're talking about. Yeah. If you 0.3 of 46,000 is what? It's still a couple hundred. Yeah. And then you're giving them that, and that's on the rise still. And then Ethereum <laughs> go up to ten thousand dollars, and, and they, now they're they, getting money. They have a group of fifty thousand people who's all trying to get yeah. the elephant, and only so much people can actually get it. And the only one who's getting the Ethereum is these is elephant niggas. Yeah. That's the real prize. <laughs> that, that's all like. They, like after talking to him, that's why I was like, "Oh, it's digital Pokemon cards." I'd rather be the one to try to find the Pokemon cards and get the Ethereum. <laughs> get the civilians to so, steal your bag. So after after I spoke to him about that, I was like, "Bet I'll still like pay attention if I see something that's like dope enough." Like, and that's what I realized. You have to like really like commit to that golden elephant shit or the ape shit. If you don't commit or really believe in what they're doing in the future, you're losing no matter what. Cause they're like, oh, we're gonna put a gaming in future. And in my mind, I was like, with the boo ghost that Amita's putting, right? It's like, well, that's a Mario, that's a Mario yeah, character. How can they make a game when they don't own the licenses? So it's like, so it's better to just buy the Ethereum. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, hold the Ethereum. Hold the so Ethereum. My since she told me about Cheers. the way Pokemon does Common it with logic. the with the digital Pokemon, I was like, but see, it. that's that's not my NFTs were supposed to be, and that's where it went. Because NFTs were literally for art. Yeah. For artists to finally, for upcoming it is, artists. It just turned to a come up. Yeah, it came up for a come up. Everything so it's like literally come up. for artists that. To copyright their work. Not even. For artists that, because it's an art industry, we're only looking at the big artists. Mm-hmm. So little artists weren't being able to sell their shit, weren't able to sell NFTs. That's why if I do NFTs, I'm just going to get it. Art. Yeah, I would use cash. To buy the NFT yep. off an artist and mm-hmm. hold his work until his work becomes yep. the next fucking Van Gogh. Yeah. And then you sell that NFT yeah. and the so, royalties yes. on it. And then continuously gets a commission off yeah. of each That's sale. That's how I, I would do it. There's NFT. two different ways to do it. And I think just off our conversation, we're, That's all, the smart we're all not with <laughs> giving them the no. I'm not trying to give you the Ethereum. No. I'm trying to collect the and Ethereum. The <laughs> but, some, but some of these cryptocurrencies, bro, you can only buy them with Ethereum. And yep. that's what I fucking hate. And, like, say for instance, and that's why they force you, with the NFT, they all force you to download this MetaMask app. because MetaMask. It's all Ethereum. It's all exactly. it's an Ethereum it's an based wallet only. Yep. So, yeah. And that's the one that's going up more than Bitcoin yeah. on a regular but basis. The gas prices are really what <laughs> fucks with you because to, to buy that NFT, you, got, yep. you have to pay for gas. Costs. Yeah. And so the gas prices, we was buying cryptocurrency for $17 gas prices. Now that cryptocurrency is 
on the come up, yeah. nigga, you can get $700 fee, $50 fee. It just depends on how many transactions per second is going on at the time. Yep. But right now, minimum $100 to $500 just to buy $100 worth of currency. Mm -hmm. So if you can't Let's pay go. them, man. Well, uh, just off that conversation, that wasn't even a topic. <laughs> Wait, you recording? Yeah, uh, I recorded it, yeah. When we started, I was like, shit, this sounds kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> Record! <laughs> we can kind of jump into uh, the Staples Center is now being officially uh, rebranded as Crypto.com. We just had a years. whole conversation about crypto and NFTs. Uh, Stable Center is officially being named Crypto.com Arena and it's going to take place on Christmas Day. Uh, they spent like $700 million, $700 million. on the name rights. Uh, any quick thoughts on that? Cheap. That's probably cheap for that. Actually, it is the most money that anybody has spent on a rebranding in the sports industry in history. Really? The, the, it was, I believe, before, it does sound cheap. Especially for that, LA Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> before that, I think the highest price was $685 million, but Crypto.com paid $700 million for a 20-year contract. Where are they based out of? Who, Crypto.com? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's LA, they're going to take this I, I couldn't tell you, but at the end of the day, the reason why I feel like it's so exciting, because remember when we was at Adam's house and we was watching all those fights? Mm -hmm. What did you kept seeing? Crypto.com. Crypto. 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 But so People, they have a Tom Brady commercial too. They have a Tom Brady commercial. So the whole big thing Singapore. that they're trying to... Singapore. Singapore. The thing that they're trying to do with cryptocurrency right now, right now there's only a certain amount of people who's actually interested in investing in crypto. Yeah. They want mass adoption to take place, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is just another form of mass adoption and what it's trying to do as far as, you know, getting people I to mean, be on board. It's a great idea, right? Smart. For them to be, they're an Asian company to take over one of the biggest names in sports arena and completely change it to your... Mm -hmm. Like your the, brand. Only, the only bigger teams in sports is probably Boston. like Boston, Boston Yankees. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to LA Lakers, those are probably the only <clears throat> two other teams in in sports that can kind of compete with them as far as name. Yeah. So for for them to take one of the big three, for lack of better term, obviously without doing the research, as you know, whoever owns who. But that's a big thing, and it's only gonna allow more people. It's gonna get, become more mainstream, more like you say. More mainstream because it's gonna be everywhere. You saw live at Crypto. You it during the fights. You're gonna see it now yeah. on starting Christmas Day on NBA. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Crypto.com Arena. But the Home players, of the, LA, like, the players are actually <laughs> getting some of that money as well because I believe. Through my research, they are actually going to have the players wearing something crypto related. Well, because they it's, have this advertisement. The NBA the allows the jerseys now. It's been maybe what five years since mm -hmm. they allowed it, because that was a big thing with other sports. They were yeah. allowed to advertise companies mm -hmm. and get money that way. Mm -hmm. So NBA's been doing it for about five years now, where they have like a logo or a tag representing their corporate sponsors. So I'm assuming crypto is going to take over sponsorship for the Lakers as well. It are. just makes sense. And, and at the end of the day, I think it's a great move for cryptocurrency. Mass adoption is what we need as holders in order for our portfolios to skyrocket. So any type of thing, like the mayor is taking his first three paychecks of New York and Whoa. crypto. The, yeah, the, the, the mayor-elect. The mayor-elect. And then also, um, they're creating coins in Miami, yeah. called the Miami coin, that's going to power the city. So cryptocurrency is coming. 
But that crypto.com buying the Staples Center is the biggest thing for Americans to start mass adopting the currency because there's still some distrust. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the future. So it's the future. It's the future. Um, so yeah, that was a good little uh, tangent we just stumbled upon. I love it. Y'all know. Two Crypto News. Go follow Two Crypto News. That's Amir and uh, his partner's uh, current project to kind of bring crypto news and awareness to the industry for people who's not quote-unquote whales in it, but people who might want to be ready to take their dabbles and first steps into the industry. So go follow them. I'll make sure I'll link it in the description below for you guys. Um... So for money news, we can kind of just keep it going because uh, this is actually pretty big. A couple of weeks ago, we came in uh, where the UN said $6 billion could end uh, world <laughs> hunger. Yeah. And then Elon said, uh, if you could prove and show the numbers, show me the math, I will, I will sell $6 billion of Tesla stock to make Whoa, that happen. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, and this is funny because he just came off of selling like $50 billion worth of stock. He just so sold, if yeah. he's a man of his word, there's about to be $6 billion more stock going down. Uh, so yeah, so the UN to Elon Musk, here's that $6 billion plan to fight world hunger. And uh, they actually broke it down. Let me just find it real quick. Uh, the director of the United Nations World Food Program laid out a plan to spend $6.6 billion to combat world hunger. A direct response to a back and forth with Tesla CEO Elon Musk, who claims he will sell Tesla stock to fund the plan if the World Food Program could describe exactly how it will work. Alright, so here it is. The World Food Program proposed dedicating $3.5 billion to buy and deliver food directly. $2 billion for cash and food vouchers, including transaction fees at places where markets can function, and spending another $700 million to manage new food programs that are adapted to the in-country conditions and ensure the assistance reaches the most vulnerable. Another $400 million will be used for operations management, administration and accountability, and supply chain coordination. The world is on fire, Beasley wrote. I've been warning, I've been warning about the perfect storm brewing uh, due to COVID, conflict, com- climate shocks, and now rising supply chain costs. It is here. Uh, this hunger crisis is urgent, unprecedented, and unavoid and avoidable. Uh, Beasley wrote in a separate tweet. You asked for a clear plan and open books. Here it is. We're ready to talk with you and anyone else who is serious about saving lives. Mm. So, Me what do you guys think? Uh, I'll just quickly say that I love that they actually Responded. had the plan, right? Because yeah. that was that was one of our... That was probably a part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the biggest things we talked about. I was like, yo, they spent that money before and they had the resources, yeah. but now they actually have a full plan of like, and money's gonna be there to actually hold shit accountable for it. This is probably the best play we have for world hunger that I could think of in a while. But uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, them responding, the UN responded to Elon Musk about world hunger and actually having a plan. I mean, I love it that they just were like, all right, you're talking a lot of things. You're talking a lot. Oh, big joker. Big joker. <laughs> big joker. This is the plan we need. This is what we need. I think they should highlight that plan. Like, they need to put it out to the public. Yeah. Like, this is what we need. Da, 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 da. After they do that, I think there's nothing he can say anymore. 
I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure when they release the plan, it's going to go silent. Yeah. It's radio silence after that. Because he didn't expect them to do that. To actually have the numbers. And yep, and the plan and everything. But you got to release it. You got it, yeah, 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 for sure. And, and it now it's on essentially what the UN is saying, the ball's in your court, Mr. Musk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the ball's in his court, but it's also in a lot of other people's court that are worth millions. And that's why they said, or anyone else or who's anyone serious. Else. So they came up with the plan, and I haven't I haven't read the plan, and, and once it becomes public, we'll see if it's foolproof. But at the end of the day, there is so much wealth in different places mm-hmm. where... World hunger shouldn't be a thing, right? Nope. So, you know, with me being, with me, I make enough money right now to rent. I spend money on shit that is pretty much irrelevant to life itself. So, I know if I'm doing it, making the amount of money that I'm making now, I know for a fact these millionaires and billionaires can come together. And that's always been the biggest question of mine. Like, there's a 1% of people who make so much money that the problems of the world could be solved. Why hasn't it? There has to be powers at B that are preventing it from happening. Yep. So even though that plan is coming to fruition and they have a foolproof plan, I'm pretty sure this is not the first. It's not going to be the last. But something's going to, like he said, radio silence, bro. Because there cannot be a system that is successful without people working the system. Yeah. So if you fix the system, then a lot of things are going to fall and crumble, in my opinion. And it may not be a, a good opinion, but... I do believe that but in order for things to kind of get fixed most things have to be broken mm-hmm. down so you can fix it properly that's true that's true so we just got to see what happens is this is he gonna put his money where his mouth is i think that he took that that money that. out for a reason <laughs> and we'll discuss that another not day. after paying 50 billion dollars in taxes i don't think he wants to pay another sit i mean sure he made that back probably since having this conversation but to him he's probably like i just gave you 50 mil so you guys could leave me alone about tax 50 bill excuse me so you guys could leave me alone about taxes for a while like essentially he's probably saying you guys could take the six out of the 50 i just gave you guys so so i could get like his mindset if he was to come out a little aggressive towards it or defensive about it i could get it i just get but it. he seems like the type of person who really does care like he's, yeah he's a forerunner of this is the technology that we can use to save the climate and everything that's going on. I'm creating space programs. Like, it seems like he really does care about the people. And he believes that Dogecoin is the people's coin. So he's really trying, but I don't know if he's going to allocate that much funds to fix what needs to be fixed. And if yeah. it's going to actually come through. If it does, great. Yeah, great. If but it if does. it doesn't, it's expected. Yeah. And I mean, there's he's not the only billionaire in the world either. So... He could call his billionaire friends and be like, look, I got caught in a conundrum. I either got to be a man of my word or... Because you got to think of it. If he, if he says, oh, I'm not going to do it, his shares probably, his company profile no, no, no. probably drops a little Dude, bit. Because he's so progressive that niggas is investing in his company. Yeah, they're investing in him and they're investing in his company because of him. But if, I mean, his... his People sold off when he sold $50 billion just off of, that's what you're supposed to do. If a whale is getting their shares off, trying to get some money off of it while you can. Yeah. So I was like, imagine what's going to happen if he has to sell another $6 billion by himself. Which he could do, no problem, but I'm sure he doesn't want to do that by himself. So I think that's the biggest thing. Is he, is he going to be able to find 
some partners, maybe some corporate sponsors, or have Tesla team up with Microsoft, and they do something where they can bring the money together. So, so that way they can so that way they can still pay the six billion. But then guess what? You're doing a uh, like it's like a it's a tax write off almost. Where you but just, it has to the we have to see the plan. Like, we have to see the plan. We have to see the plan. But it is good that they have the numbers there. So now you just got to see how they execute and where they execute, where they start, and what's like the ending vision for everything. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That's definitely interesting. I'm glad they came up with the numbers. Balls in your court, Mr. Musk. Let's see what happens next. Um, I guess the time is here. We've been trying to avoid this for the, for a while, but uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case. Uh, the verdict is over. He was found not guilty on all of his charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been protests and riots, obviously, around the, the nation since then. Uh, what do you guys have to think about that with the whole case, uh, the things that happened, the things the judge did, and all that? Mir- I'm not surprised. Collaborate? That's it? I hate talking about this. I mean, okay, so... All right, it's, you don't want to talk about it's it? It's not even I don't want to talk about it. It's just, like, I'm not surprised. Like... I'm not shocked. There's two different systems. It's, 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 it's two different systems in America. One for white people and one for everyone else. And at the end of the day, I could look at that trial and see, you know, how the judge was acting, how he was interacting with the defense, I mean, the uh, prosecutor. Mm-hmm. I could see how Kyle House was acting on the stand. I could see modern day and, and historic American history play out in full force. Yeah. Now, that whole George Floyd shit was an anomaly. Um, thank God, you know, that he was able to be convicted. But at the end of the day, this is nothing new to American history. So when I say I'm not surprised, I'm not trying to write it off as if it's not a bad thing. What I'm saying is, when that nigga got off on that shit, I was like, not surprised. Okay, this shit's in, this shit, like I told y'all in the group chat, this shit's in God's court now. Like, we, we really don't have nothing to do with American politics, unfortunately. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not for me to get angry about because that's the reality that we live in. So when I say I'm not surprised and brush it off, it's not because I don't care. It's that I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, before I let Jamal take uh, over, I just want to say I kind of knew where things were going when uh, the judge dropped the gun charges. I was like, oh, that's the biggest part of this whole case. This guy went across state lines with the guns. <laughs> and he shot two people with those guns and he dropped that. And that's what I'll do. I was like, all right, I kind of see where this is going. That was like the final nail in the coffin for me. Uh, but yeah, just like you, this isn't something that was a shock. It was typical, typical white person getting off for uh, shooting two people. Did those two people die? One of them, yeah. One of them, two of them died. Two of them died. And he got away with it. And it was... For protecting what was property. It? Yeah, protecting property. And that's what I was going to say. The equation in America should never be property equals more than American Life. lives. Property? And this and isn't... objects? This isn't the first time that that happened either when it was like protecting the buildings during the George Ford, uh, George Ford riots when it was even protecting the CNN building here in Atlanta. When, like, property should not be worth more than a human life. life. And that's where we have gotten 
in these cases. So uh, I wasn't shocked that he got off. Like I said, once he dropped the gun charge, I was like, oh, that's kind of it. Like the articles read all the shit that the judge showed, all the shit the judge was doing to kind of like push it into favor for Kyle, where he was like, uh, with the juries, he, he said like he put like the names of the extra juries in that hat so like Kyle could pick out random names so he could feel more in control of like the people who's like on the jury. Like what? <laughs> like there was so much shit that went on during this case. I was like, this makes absolutely no sense. But yeah, at the same, exactly at the same time, I was like, typical America. So, uh, what do you have to say about that, Jamal? I know uh, you said once you saw the video, you kind of knew he was like, yeah. So, I'll say to your guys' point, I've been listening to like just commentary from like defense lawyers. Yeah. Other lawyers, they said that this case was doomed from the beginning. Like, mm -hmm. like um, <clears throat> it, it wasn't even anything the judge did. The judge, they said the judge acted within the law. Okay. Um, they said the, the basis of the prosecution, I mean, the defense case winning. Remember, we got to remember it's the prosecution's burden of proof. They have to prove that what he did was wrong. He committed murder. Mm -hmm. That he did that. And from the jump, the prosecution's case was super weak. So, like, I know a lot of people are saying that the judge acted. Um, he was tripping sometimes. Out of pocket, but that, but it, but he didn't do anything that was outside the law. Okay. Right, that's the problem though. Like no, like no, 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 no. But nothing he did was outside of his change, jurisdiction. Yeah, that changed it to the defense's okay. side. Nothing he did. Like there was literally when I when when I found out he did the hat thing, mm -hmm. I I looked it up, and that's they had, okay. And they had a whole bunch of um whole bunch of defense lawyers, uh, lawyers, most of them were like, it's different. It's definitely eye-catching and what is going on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, most of them were like, it's okay. At the end of the statement was like, it's not decorum, but shrug. It was a shoulder shrug at the end of the day. That wow. doesn't matter. Because because what, what, what they usually do if that happens, is that the court reporter will take names take at name. random. Okay. So, so instead of the court so, reporter, yeah. So else. letting him take names at random, it's not that wasn't big a big deal. of a deal. It's fucked up because you. It's, why? It's, it's the it's because it's the power. Like it's it's, it's not the power. It's, it's, it's the putting, optics. It's, your, it's, it's the, the optics. How right? it if, the, if, the, if it's all all at random, who who cares? Yeah. Who it's the is. narrative that you're putting in place. Work that, like I said before earlier in this podcast, society is about perspective and how people perceive what reality is. So you giving but you're the person who killed people. But the opportunity to pick their own names, I understand that it's at random. Yeah, I understand it. Random. But it's the And if he didn't do it, I'll somebody else everything. could do it. The prosecutor could have picked if, if the prosecutor picked it. And it would have still been random. It, it, would, would, it, would that change your mind? It, hell yeah, would have changed my mind but about the, how I felt like see, how the case was going. But see, yeah. that's the, but see, that's how simplistic, as not, not your view is simplistic, but that's how people. That are not from that world view shit. And but they that's understand what I'm trying, that though. And but the, no, they don't. That's why I'm trying to say, like, 
Every I've listened to a civil rights attorney, a black civil rights attorney, that literally was like, nothing the judge did was out of pocket. Nothing mm. he did will question this uh, this this uh, verdict. What is the effect on society and their perspective of the judicial system? Who, but that's but, what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Society can watch. Like you can watch. But unless you're groomed in this shit, unless you're a prosecutor, a defense attorney, a jury, a judge, everybody else don't matter. You're I just watching. It. You're but just watching. It doesn't matter. It's strategic, so, bro. No, it's not. No, it's in not. My, in my opinion, I do believe that the narrative that they created in this case is a strategy that they are using to put the power in Kyle's hands, bro. Like, no, cause how? Because because they know that shit's controversial. They knew that it was going to cause a conversation, bro. And if that and if that wasn't the case, then they would have let somebody else do it. No, but they the, did you think you think for a, a you think the judge is literally seeing people in the camp? I know for a fact the like, judge was biased in this particular case. He might, in my been, opinion, but he did everything within the law. Within the law, and that's but the he didn't. Even, but that's not even his law because a judge doesn't do anything. A judge just orchestrates. He's like an orchestrator of a, of a of exactly a, of a, of a band. He orchestrated the perception of what so, society it, saw in that case. That's all I'm saying. Like I get what you're saying. He's orchestrating in the constructs of law, and he didn't do anything wrong based upon law. Law, right? But when I see a person pick their own jurors out of a hat that killed optics. two niggas, it's, it's what, it's what it's perception is. How, how it looks to everyone else who's not in that courtroom. courtroom. Is it looks Or like, anybody that is in that field. Right? Yeah, I get like, it. Like, there's a whole bunch of defense attorneys who are like, it. it's not a big deal. It, it really it. isn't a big but deal when you society, think about it. society, it's a big deal. But, but, Why? but in the courtroom, it's not a big deal. But to society, it's a big deal because but, it's a fucking game at that point. But see, to me, this is, they're playing see, this a game is, with court and law. But see, this is the problem I have with what you're saying, right? I don't think anything you're saying is wrong, but I feel like if niggas took the time to educate themselves, they would understand better that... Not at all. It's not... It's, that's nothing to be angry I get about. what you're saying, though. It's not you that I'm uneducated. Mean? I'm saying I no, understand... No, I'm not saying you. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is I understand wholeheartedly where you're coming from. And I understand wholeheartedly where all the lawyers are coming from and the court. I get it. But optics are everything. Yeah. When it comes to society and fixing the things that needs to be fixed in society, so what you would you let, do different? You don't. I would have let somebody else pick the fucking names out the hat. But it's Period. his courtroom. It's his courtroom. Which he is can the, do, right. So he my can biggest problem is with the judge. Yeah. It's not about Kyle, Kyle. Just did what the fuck he was asked to do. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My problem is not with Kyle, other than him bringing a gun to another state and murdering people. So to piggyback off what he's saying, do you think that the judge the that allowed that the judge allowing him to pick his own name. Do you think that made it might have maybe swayed a couple of juries or the whole jury? Like, oh, if the judge is saying he's cool. No, because like the way this case worked, right? All eighteen juries listened to the whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. They just picked who's actually going to deliberate. Okay. So at the end of the day, it, and it was random. I get it. So it's not a big deal. People, people just made a big deal about it. See, everybody's wrong about is is mad about the wrong thing in my in my opinion, and it's just my elaborate. Opinion. Go ahead. Right. The thing about it is, the prosecution had the burden of proof. And they didn't had to. The, they, they didn't have a strong enough prove. case. So exactly. You're, they you're didn't right. have a strong enough case. The way the defense flipped this case 
And I didn't even realize. Because one thing that I've heard from defense lawyers is that you never put the accused on the stand. But that case, that that putting him on the stand when everybody was laughing at his alligator tears. When he couldn't cry. That, that was a powerful testimony. Let me tell you why. He was able to get across that he was just a 17-year-old boy trying to defend this. He was a, The defense played it out. They laid him out. He just came because he felt he was asked to, to save a city. It wasn't his city. Hold on. It wasn't his city. I didn't say his city. I said I said his city. I did say his city. I get it. But the optics are important on this podcast. I bet hold on, hold on. I met his I mean his country. In his country. Yeah. He was just trying to defend a city. Right. He was there as a EMT. Like the defense laid it out. So I have a question before you. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. Defense laid it out. They, they, they character him correctly as a 17-year-old boy that was trying to do right. And then the defense had a try, chance to um, cross-examine. Their cross-examination was boring. It didn't hold weight. Every defense, every, every, um, what is it? What is it? When they come on the stand, whatever. Every, um person that the uh, prosecutor called, mm-hmm. the defense went through, cross-examined them and then destroyed them. Like, destroyed their comments, mm-hmm. destroyed their, what they saw, and then the video that they played was literally Kyle Rittenhouse running down the street with with uh, people chasing after him. That's what really turned the case for me. That was a hard case to win because he's literally running down the street. The video that the prosecution showed was um, him running down the street, um, people running after him. The person that he killed took a swing at his head. Another person, I think they call him Rosenbaum, took a swing, like kicked him in his head and then he fell. And after he fell, he started shooting at the crowd. Mm. So I, I don't know what the lesser charges were. Maybe it could have been public endangerment. Yeah. Definitely that gun that gun charge that the judge threw Trapped, out. Yeah. That was a big that was a that big was thing. Probably the but that's thing. but that's what every every defense attorney that was looking at it, prosecutor was like, okay, we could definitely get him on that. Yeah. The everything else, the murder charges, all that. So, so was why shaky. wasn't the gun charge a big thing? So, he went across because he wasn't from that state, state correct? Yeah. yeah. So he went across so state Wisconsin, lines with his Wisconsin gun. gun law is literally like um, double shotguns, like short barreled guns. Mm-hmm. So pistols and a short barrel gun. His gun was a long barrel gun. It was an AR-15. That's Georgia law too. So right? they were saying seventeen-year-olds can have. So the defense rifles. literally played on the fact that his gun isn't a short barrel. It isn't a short gun. So so you able to so so you able to cross state so, lines with a short barrel gun? No, 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 it, no. The law is a seventeen. If you're under eighteen, you shouldn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. And, but it's written, but that law is written, short barrel pistols. Isn't acceptable. No, no, it's not acceptable. Let me ask you a question. If my black ass would have been exactly where his ass was from, 
and then cross state lines that's, with the gun that that's, I had. That's Because we're talking about optics, right? If my black ass would have did the same jail. shit in the same form of fashion Guilty. with the same judge, my motherfucking ass would have been Locked jailed up, for man. 20 years to life. And that's my biggest problem. Like, I understand, that's all bring I understand how everything played out because that's law. If you... Can play if you can play it into your into your. I'm not talking about law. I'm talking about morals at this point. Like I understand law. Law is meant to 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 benefit whoever mm-hmm. has the best lawyer, the most money, whatever the yeah. case, the best lawyer, whatever. But if my black ass would do the same thing that Kyle Rittenhouse did, y'all would not see me no more. And that's my biggest problem. Like I get it. I don't want to be on this on this podcast making it seem like I don't understand yeah, the optics. I get of law. it. We but get it. when when I'm saying that shit was fucked up. The way that the judge was speaking to the prosecution, the way that the judge was speaking to Kyle, the way that the judge let Kyle pick his own jurors, even though it wasn't a list of names. He took he a like, selfie with my judge afterwards. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, there are mass murderers who literally get to go to Burger King. Yep. Before they go to jail. That my happens. black ass... Let me not say that. No. But at the end of the day, all I'm saying is the we're, narrative we're, in America is fucked up and it only not, works for people not who saying, look a certain way. And not, I know that you're not saying that, Jamal. You're very you're very smart. Thorough. And I get it. But what I'm saying is there's a bigger problem here at hand other than it might be it's within pro- the law. So, it might be a bigger problem. It's so, within the so, law is the so, problem. So the president has been set. That if there's a riot or protest, someone from another state. It's different though. That video that they played. It with was them being chased. The problem, yeah, with, with him being, being chased, chased. Because the because the the rule of self defense is so wide and vague, it literally comes down to how the how the case is argued. Because it's 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 a big problem with just the self defense law. Just like it was in um, the Trayvon Martin case. I get it. And that's the case that, and that that's where my problem comes in because the defense had no problem characterizing him as a 17 year old mm-hmm. and, and showing he's- If humanity. it was a 17 year old black male who did that, but, what but, do you but think would have happened? But that's what I'm saying, hold on. So they had no problem characterizing him as a 17 year old, uh, just, Trying to Kid, do well, yeah. right? But Trayvon at that time was 17 too. Mm-hmm. And the defense wasn't able to characterize him as a 17-year-old. They nope. saw him a nigga. as a black him. guy who they was able to beat up a white-ass man who came up on him. And a white man, the, and he the white man got his ass beat. He it was like, oh, him. I can't have this shit happening. So that's my, that's my problem. Those two intersections with those cases. But as far as this case by himself, it was a hard case to win. I get it. It he was. Won. It was. It was on the burden. It was a burden of proof mm-hmm. on the prosecution. The, on the prosecution. The prosecution did they not have it. Enough case. They did not. They were showing fuzzy videos from a drone. Defense went around and picked all their um, witnesses apart. This case, any defense lawyer will tell you, this case. So, fell house so they, what were they trying to charge him with? Could they just try to get him on something else that would have been... Maybe they tried to just jump and go too far? I could there have been something manslaughter or something else they could have... All of that wasn't working. Defense killed all of that. They because, did? Wow. Because they, 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 they chased him. That was the biggest thing. And that, that was, that was the turning point. And that's what, uh, that was the evidence that the prosecution laid out. 
and the prosecution had to lay other other foundations like Cam coming coming to the city a couple days earlier and talking about I'll kill you I'll do this to you I'll do that to you like it was just circumstantial evidence but the video evidence showed that he was being chased down the street it showed them taking swings at him and falling on the ground and then him shooting and then him immediately surrendering to police like it was um, a hard case to win. It was a hard case to win. I get it. It was a hard case and to win. At the end of he's day, not he won. He's so, a, yeah. like I said, I'm not happy with what the verdict was. But when, when y'all asked me to group chat how y'all feel, I said it's in God's hands. And then I left it at that. Because that's how, that's how law works in America. It works for who it works for. And it doesn't work for who it doesn't work for. And to go back and forth about what the defense did and what the prosecution did da, da, that's irrelevant to yeah. me because I'm more moral than just white and black. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I understand the fact that the defense made a perfect case. The defense did their like job. Just like the defense yeah. in the O.J. Simpson yeah. case. Can't change shit. They did their job. They Two guilty job. parties. Oof. Job. So that's- after this, I'm... Um, Looking at the Ahmad Aubrey case. That's all I was gonna bring up next. So you kind of wanna, uh, yeah, because they're give case. an update on that. Because the only thing that I really seen happen is like when the judge was saying no more black pastors. It was uh, a defense attorney. The defense attorney said no more black pastors. He was like, how much more pastors can you have? Yeah, like that was very racist to me. Yeah. I was like, whoa. He didn't, he didn't, like, <laughs> he didn't say nothing about white pastors. How, was, how much a white, white pastors can you have? A white pastors can out there. But, but they're throwing it in his face because the next day he said that a hundred black pastors around the country came and flew in and surrounded that guy. That damn um, court. So shout out to them. They can mobilize. But yeah. Right Hell yeah, they don't play. They can mobilize. But with that case, it's it's total opposite. It's a total opposite of of, of the Rittenhouse case. One hundred percent. Where the prosecution literally has that video is hard to say. And then one of the um, the guy that was filming it, the one his, in the other car. Yeah, his his testimony is literally dead. The defense. Oh yeah, like, I think I heard that he was like. Uh, yeah. Were you guys chasing him? Yes. yes. He was like, he uh, tried to turn away. He, he tried to get away from us. We followed. Yeah. Him. He like said yes to everything. He was like, everything was like so damaging. He was like, yeah. why'd you guys chase him? He, we thought he was, was a threat. Yeah. It was like, did he do anything threatening? No. no. He just looked inside a house. And yeah. Why would you fall? He was jogging in the neighborhood. Like it yeah. was so. Basically, like, everything was <laughs> like he's an innocent. Yeah. He's an innocent as fuck. Yeah. So that this case is. I think it's done. Like those three white dudes are gone. They're gone. Hopefully, they're done. And there's nothing you can do because the judge's not playing no games. Like, I know the jury selection was funny, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, the um, the case is like over. Yeah, it's, it's right there. It's why it's time to shut. And yeah. there's no kind of. Um, Loopholes that the defense can play. Like Not the video, the video is damning. The testimony is damning on both sides. The witnesses are damning. Like, it's but the just, simple fact that they didn't get arrested for like how long did they stay free until they but actually the, but arrested there, them? But everybody that was involved with not them not getting arrested, arrested. is is going through some shit. They're going like through this some is shit. this is um something that has brought like the right and the left together. Like, mm-hmm. like even 
Kemp came out, said what he had to say. The fucking DA that was the original has his own charges in state court, which is under a, a, a Republican DA. Like, she's going into she's case. Gone. She's yeah. going under her own case because of how she handled this case. So, everybody that tried to cover this up, even the fact that it was covered up is crazy. It's crazy. But, everybody that has some hand to play is gonna get dealt with, it seems. So, so this will hopefully be a lot easier of a case. Yeah, this is, this is a, this is a, this is an open shut. Yeah, this is an open shut. The other case was not open shut. It feels like an open shut, but it wasn't. It wasn't. But when they went to court, like everything that in my mind, and I'm not a lawyer or nothing like that, so don't quote me on it, but in my head, a 17-year-old with an assault rifle that is going to another city that he doesn't live in to protect an NMA but, but you see all, everything you're saying is circumstantial. It's circumstantial, but it's facts. But it's, it's it is not, circumstantial, but it's a it's a fact it's of life that if he did not if he did not go It's easy to beat that. It's easy if to beat I have that, a video that's showing you something totally understandable what you're arguing. That you have to you know. The video will always take over. It always take over. The video will over. And whoever has the best story with that video is going to win. And I'm so glad that I was not selected on that jury because we were still being day 20 days. That's what they thought. They thought because it went four days that they were arguing out a, a charge. But to show you, like, we argued for four days and we still came out innocent. Mm-hmm. It shows you, like, they didn't he have was a, a scared, lot. They didn't have a lot of choice. Mm. He was a scared 17-year-old white boy being chased by a so, bunch of niggas. So, oh. It's what it is, bro. It's what it is. America. Told you, when I saw that video, I was like, damn. America, three Ks. Three Ks. Uh, the wrap up today, we're gonna do some more rapid fire. Our last couple of topics, we're gonna keep our responses to about 30 seconds each. And uh, the first we're gonna start off with was over the last week, uh, US is concerned that Russia, uh, that a Russian anti-satellite weapon test created, the, created a debris field in space in which astronauts had to take shelter due to uh, the debris being so close to the space station. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys have to quickly say about I heard, that? I heard that they like literally were stuck in their quarters. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They were dodging pieces and they had like, yo, NASA control, can I come out? And they were like, nah, nah. So it wasn't, there wasn't in the rooms. They were actually yeah. in the emergency yeah. area where if like a, a debris actually hit the space station, then they can still they could just leave and go right down to Earth. So they was ready for some trash, something dramatic yeah. to happen at the space and station. And he wanted to get out. Whoever sent that message was like, I gotta get my shit from from here. Like, can I get my stuff? They were like, nah, not yet. Yeah, so. It's still like stuff in the atmosphere. Yeah, and that's always been a big thing for, for space and future space travel is the debris that we leave in space in orbit with all the satellites and stuff that we leave out there. Mm-hmm. So the more stuff we send out there without actually cleaning that shit up, it makes it harder and harder to send more uh, space. spaceships up there, satellites up there, because the windows are getting smaller and smaller with all the debris up in space. Yeah. So NASA, Russia, China, someone has to figure out a way to don't actually worry, clean. Don't worry, in a couple of years we're going to get our first superhero. 
Clean, all clean up shit space. Up. He don't clean all the shit. It's gonna be much. We need Captain Planet to clean up Earth. Fighter or some shit. He gonna be Superman. He might be Iron Man. Captain Planet. That would be amazing. He might be Captain Planet. Um. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Republican Nancy Mace uh, from South Carolina introduced legislation Monday uh, to federally decriminalize and tax what, marijuana. Federal? Federally yeah, decriminalize. Her party is not gonna rock with that. Federally decriminalize and tax marijuana, an alternative to uh, Democratic-led attempts. The Republican-backed bill called the States Reform Act to remove marijuana from the Controlled Substance Act, while deferring to states on a matter of regulation. While while applying a three percent federal tax rate on all cannabis products. Let me tell you what what's gonna happen with that, right? Even if she gets Republican support, there's gonna be progressives that support that bill too. Mm-hmm. It's gonna pass. It, mm, I don't know. It may pass the House. May. You don't think it'll get past Senate? It's definitely not. Gonna Nothing get gets past. past it's the definitely gonna get past the Senate because there's there's Democrats on that. Uh, on the other side that don't believe in marijuana reform either. Hmm. Kudos so. to that bitch. <laughs> I wanted to work. But that shout out, that shout out to her. She I wanted to work. Yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah. wanted Cause, to work. Because there's a d- bunch of Democrats that have been trying to push this shit for a long time. So, so just to be short, what was what's the uh, New York mayor elect? I forgot his name, but he was He's on. Mid. He was on show, uh, the, the Stephen Colbert show, yeah. and he was, he was giving like Stephen Colbert like different stuff for you know he's like hey I'm the new mayor like blah blah blah, yeah. and Stephen was like well I want to be in good graces with the mayor or whatever yeah. right, and then he was like all right so there's an interview blah 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 he was like oh I got a gift bag for you Stephen he was like here's some bras. Here's some bamboo. And then he acted like he was giving him some weed. He was like, we'll do this backstage. (laughs) (laughs) So New York did stop testing their workers for marijuana. So maybe this is hopefully in the next steps to where they realize like, yo, this people who smoke doesn't necessarily mean that they're messing up their lives. Some some people have severe case of anxiety Mm -hmm. where they need it. Some people have depression where they need it. Insomnia. Some people need it to go to sleep. So it's just like, I think it's slowly starting to realize that marijuana use isn't just like a, uh, a blank cover over anyone who uses it. Everyone has used it and used it for different reasons. And for some people, it doesn't interfere with their work. I've been working since 17 years old. Oh. I wouldn't be where I was today. Well, I'd probably be further, but. Um, let's see. President Joe Biden considering a diplomatic boycott of 2022 Beijing Olympics as a result of the China uh, Chinese human rights abuse issues right now. And for those who didn't know, the diplomatic uh, boycott is essentially the athletes can still play, but they don't send a diplomatic like group over there to deal with like all the political stuff afterwards so so the big thing about this topic right is literally that topic overtook literally the canadian prime minister and joe biden meeting and the reporter asked him that question mm-hmm. and that question dominated their whole really? meeting <laughs> that's why we're talking about it so it's like 
I don't know. So there's a lot of questions. Will it affect the American athletes that have trained to do that? Nope. To they're allowed there? to. They're allowed to participate. It just won't send a diplomatic. Uh, what's the right word they have here? Hold on. Uh, no administration officials and no corporate sponsors are going for America. Just the athletes. Just athletes. I don't think they'll do it because at the same time. America and China are on different wavelengths. They have to work together on certain things. And why? I understand they have, you have to do something else for their abuses, like mm-hmm. their humanity abuses. Satellite. They do but you have to do something to keep the view if you want to work with them on certain things and uh, get away from escalation. So for them to do that, I don't think he'll do it. If he does it, it's not that big a deal. It's fucking Winter Olympics. Nobody watches that shit. Winter Olympics, yeah. So, Still, Summer Olympics will be a bigger deal. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, anything on that, Amir? Nope. No nope. China shit. Uh, well, keep it with China. Uh, as of yesterday, the report says that China has become the world's richest country. Um, I can believe that. They're, they've been. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that because China. China. I have the numbers for you. So McKinsey, uh, I guess, is the people that that did it. They analyzed the national balance sheets of ten countries mm-hmm. that represented sixty percent of the world's income. Mm-hmm. Of these nations, China accounted for fifty percent of the growth. Of network followed by United States at 22% and Japan at 11%. The report found that China's wealth rose from 7 trillion in 2000 to 120 trillion in 2020. The US, on the other hand, saw its wealth more than double to 90 trillion in the same period. See, the thing about China is them taking <clears throat> over Hong Kong because Hong Kong was a free market. Mm-hmm. Now that they're taking over Hong Kong, it's not going to be a free market. So it's making me think that their shit is gonna contract. Unless they can keep the free market, other countries are not gonna fuck with it. It's gonna be so like, if, gonna if they're that. doing that with Taiwan, next for them is well, not Taiwan for Hong Kong. Next for them would be Taiwan, as they're trying to get them back underneath China, China. right? Yeah, but the reason why Hong Kong is so open is because it used to be under British rule. Okay. So now that it's back under China rule and they're constrict, but the deal was for with Britain was make it a free open market and we'll give it back to you. British gave it back to them and sure, like little by little, it's not becoming a free market anymore. It's gonna be monitored by the Chinese government. Like always. So if that happens, you gotta think the rest of the world is gonna like, uh, 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 it's gonna get away from them. Mm. So is it gonna continue to grow like that? Well, get away from them? You gotta think about the NBA falls to China, the movie industry falls to China. So most industries are folding to China because of having a billion people marketing. Yes. So well, like, that that's probably change. gonna, it could change, but is it really? If China if, does a lot of I don't think so. If it's not a free open market, so if it's a if it's a dictatorship, like it, it'll, it'll it, change. It will change. You go to Taiwan. Just, yeah, yeah, they'll go to Taiwan play. and use Taiwan. Will go to war. But then if we go to Taiwan, then it will probably be a war situation. Oh, you're gonna go. You have to gonna, protect it. 
So it's so it's damn. This wasn't even a topic. Is Taiwan essentially a war situation? Essentially, if we defend Not Taiwan, necessarily, <laughs> if they can work on their issues, there's certain things that China is forcibly in America and just forcibly they have to work together. So China has it's on their best interest to leave Hong Kong a free market. Taiwan. But, no, no, no. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So you're going to see little things. They're, they're not going to want free press. They're not going to want this. You're seeing little shit like that. China's taking that over. But as far as the markets go and how that all works, you have to keep it a free open market. To reap can, the benefits. Yeah. Can you have a free open market without free open press? That's the question. Probably not. That's the thing. That's where. So right now, you right now you're saying China's kind of in an experimental phase. They are, and I think it's gonna hurt them at the most. They gotta figure out how they're gonna. The world, Europe, Europe at the time. Well, I don't know. Actually, Europe is literally like we need China. So I mean, we'll see. They they they're ripped. They're starting to be like, no, China is kind of acting up. So maybe we need to cut it out. But at the same point, they've been so reliant. They've been so reliant on that Hong Kong market. Too economically dependent on it. Yeah. If you that, lose that whole that market, what happens to your economy? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, and, and, and fucking China, for 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 their credit, they've been um, what's that shit that America's been doing for the last hundred years? Fucking. They've been going to third world countries and developing their countries. Oh, colon- oh not colonization. Colonization, yeah. yeah they've been China's heavy in Yeah, Jamaica. they've been financially colonizing. And, and, and Africa right now. Yeah, especially Africa. That's why America's- All those highways and stuff in, in Jamaica is due to China. Yeah, yeah, in their airport. But it's different in Africa. Yeah. It's like... It's just different. More resources there. They're probably trying to do some other shit over so there. So that's why they America this week sent their um their highest diplomat to Africa to try and kind of just get the region under control to tell you America's a partner. Because China has been so heavy over there that they've been building. Relying on China yeah. instead of America. If you get Africa, that's it. That's it. You control everything. So Whew. Uh, last but not least, uh, a report shows that there is support for stricter gun control. Hold on. A report shows that stricter gun, gun control laws are slipping as violent crimes and gun purchasing are on the rise. Yeah. The, the biggest thing with that is that there's a gun group that had a case in New York saying that New York's gun law was unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very important and big towards the whole gun conversation. I mean, it's true, though. Elaborate. We have the right to bear arms. They, they do have this. They do have the right to regulate. Um, but at the end of the day, if they can fight right. that argument that is unconstitutional, I feel like they will win because it's what Americans do. Which is what I've noticed is a consistent in history as they refer back to the Constitution, which mm-hmm. is what it was written for. Mm-hmm. And in the Constitution, every American has a right to have do you know a right. The, do you to know the description to it, though? I, I, of course I don't. I fucking hate history. There you go. I fucking hate <laughs> states, states have a right to 
as long as you're so if they so if the state deems it unconstitutional then they would have to allow the citizens to carry guns right if the yeah if the right court so said, i mean hey it's up to the state if the court whatever the uh court system but i, I don't live know in, if it's i live in i live in georgia <laughs> so i'm bearing my arms nigga <laughs> facts uh but that's all I have on my list here. Jamal, you got anything else? Nope. Amir, you got anything? No. No? So we're going to wrap this week up. Thank you guys for stopping by and supporting us. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube for the video. We out here. Make sure you hit that subscribe and follow button, respectively, whether it's on Spotify or Apple. That really helps us grow and keeps us going to give you guys this great content on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, thank you for all the support, guys. We are out this. Much love. See you guys next week. Oh, actually, not next week. We taking off. It's Thanksgiving time. Time to eat good. So we'll see you guys. Two weeks. <laughs> Much love, y'all. Peace. Peace.